is Work of the Beat. It is Friday, November 27th, 2020. I'm Kevin Cooney along with Mike Kern. Glad you could join us. Hope you're having a great Thanksgiving Day weekend as the tur- and Turkey Day was great for you. How was it, Michael? It was actually more relaxed this year. We had a lot less people at my uh, son's house. My daughter-in-law did a great job. Her and her sister and and uh, her mom putting everything together. It, it was only about eight of us, I guess. That sounds about right. And two kid, two little kids. It was yeah. I mean, you know, uh, watched a little football, bad football, but what the hell? Uh, you know, we had three here. It was my wife, my stepdaughter, and uh, well, you had to though. Well, right? actually, we we had good news yesterday morning. Um, good. Katie's uh, COVID test came back negative, so she go. is uh, clear, and Bess yeah. and I have our negative test clear, so yeah. um, we're back to working. Well, my wife has been working from home. Um, How was your mom's lasagna? Oh, it was awesome. On, on Sunday night, it was great. You could, you could have saved me a piece. Oh, I'm like, a, you know, if I ask my mom, my mom will make another one. Then, but the next time, yeah, just a just a piece. I, I just I just want to try it. That's okay. all. all right. She's not Italian. She's not Italian, is she? No, she's she's uh, Irish, right? Uh, well, uh, Scottish and Irish. Yeah, Scottish lasagna. Wow. Yeah, but my mom, like many Irish people and Scottish people, the, knows how to make good food, especially Italian. Oh, food. I'm not saying no, no, especially oh, yeah, Italian not, food yeah. because. That's like the default position. I mean, especially in this house, it's but Italian. You got to remember, I grew up, my mom was English. My dad was German. Mm-hmm. So we never had Italian food, literally, till I was like 10, 11, 12. We went over to my aunt's one time, and she had made a lasagna, right. as, as a matter of fact. And I ate it, and I'm like, what is this? What? Like, this is good. Um, but that just wasn't my mom's thing. She could cook. And then as I got older, I started to cook a little. And her friend, her one friend, made this unbelievable spaghetti and meatballs. Meatballs. And she gave me the recipe at one point. I've been making it for 40 years. I don't know if I make it as good as her. Probably don't. Um, But, yeah, and then, you know, but honestly, God, I I might have told this story before, and I don't mean – when I was, you know, growing up, my mom's idea of of spaghetti and meat – spaghetti was to brown ground meat. And throw a can of Franco American over it because that's she didn't know any better and they right. didn't care. But then as they got older, it was funny. They actually liked Italian food. Well, my wife <laughs> I can't explain it. My wife, I should point out before we move on to all the Eagles stuff and our normal football picks and any other conversation uh, we're going to have. Um, my one of my wife's specialties is, and it's something she got from her father is making pierogies. Oh, pierogies are awesome. And we went a couple weeks ago. There's a place on Lehigh Avenue called the Green Rock. Uh, It's Lehigh, basically in Aramingo. Okay. Down, you know where Stocks Bakery is? No, but I know where Lehigh and Aramingo is. Yeah. Okay. There's a a bar down there. Uh, If you make a left off Aramingo, if you're going south, there's a bar down there. Green Rock Cafe, I think it is. Um, And they made something called a Thanksgiving pierogi. Which was turkey inside a pierogi, uh, turkey, yeah. a little potato, a little corn, and a little gravy, all in it. 
So my wife, See, I, I would have liked a little. I would have liked a little stuffing too. Oh, like actually, no stuffing. Delicious. Stuffing was in it too. I apologize. Yeah, that sounds good. And my wife is going to make them this weekend here. So, yeah, with the leftovers. Sounds like a sounds almost like a um. You know, one place on the on Frankfurt Avenue there, uh, the dining car yeah. does a chicken croquette. croquette. Yeah, is just like nuts. And I'm that's the only place I probably eat a chicken croquette, but. It is just, and I haven't been there probably since the pandemic. I might have got a takeout order. I don't, I don't know. But um, yeah, hey, look, hey. It's, we don't have a lot else to do anymore. But <laughs> think about what we're eating. Eating, right? I mean, Christ. Um. All right. So let's get to the Eagles, and we'll start. We're not going to start with the news of the day. We'll start from the news from Wednesday. No, start with the news of the day. All right. The news, because the, then we'll go to the news. The from news Wednesday. of the day is Jason Peters goes back to guard. From left tackle, he's going to right guard. Uh, I think I have that right. And Jordan yeah, Mailata, right. yeah, right. Jordan Mailata will play left tackle uh, on Monday night against the Seahawks. And who's your right tackle? Uh, <laughs> well, that's a no. I'm, I'm serious. I'm just asking. Probably Matt. I, probably Matt Pryor. Okay, because the reason being, you got to tell people. Well, Lane Johnson, heard. Lane Johnson, on Friday morning says his season is over. Uh, that as, the as inside should be right. That the inside of his ankle has basically collapsed upon itself. Right, and he will need more surgery. And you know, this is another dilemma for them moving forward beyond this year. But oh, no doubt, no doubt. I almost wonder if what we're seeing in the move of Peters to guard is them starting to line up some of their things going forward. No, he stinks. Well. But they've been, they've been they've been stubborn, full steam ahead. Here we go. This is That's the way we're fine, doing it. But and now suddenly point, you're going to do it. That's why I'm. But at some point you can only get Wentz, you can only get Peters pushed back into Wentz so many times until you look. If you watch the Cowboys game yesterday, the Cowboys three years ago had one of the best lines in the NFL. And, okay, and it was a train wreck and, yesterday. And Zeke Elliott was, you know, the best back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now he's a fumble machine, mm-hmm. and I get it. They just Dax out. I, I get. They're better that. off when Tony but, Powers in the game, but that's a whole different story. Oh uh, yeah, but their line is now no good. Mm-hmm. And when lines are no good, and I'm not trying to make excuses, a lot of people have had to deal with a lot of crap this year on different teams, different reasons. But the Eagles' line, no matter how you want to. Uh, look at this team, you know, one guy's playing on an ankle that's been bad the whole year. One guy, they they had a bring, Brandon Brooks has been out, and we said that when it happened. This is a bad injury. Yeah. Um, your left tackle got injured, but we didn't even know how good he was. Um, and on and on and on. And like you said, if you look down the road, I don't know what Brandon's going to be like coming off a second Knee Bad injury. injury. Yeah. I don't know what Dillard's going to be. Okay. Um, I don't know if Kelsey's going to be back. And now you're telling me the right tackle, you know, who's not that young anymore either. No. I mean, these guys are not that young. Oh, no, he's 30. Um, and, and you can play longer as enough as a lineman. I, I get all that. Um, yeah. But it's, basically it's, he's a miss like he suffered that injury in early December last year against the Giants and it, on played that Monday night game. And no, he was out for most That's of the, right. He played in the You're playoff right. game, I think. Right. I'm going off the top of my head here. I don't, don't hold yeah. me that, but it's like they, he's basically had this for a year 
and he had more surgery and yeah, you got serious reason to be, and this is why, and I hate bringing this always back to what, um, to what we always talk about with the drafting. This is why their drafting is been so negligent, and like the like the the Hertz pick is so negligent because you needed to start replacing some people on this line. And but see, here's the problem, Kevin. Like I know what's going to happen next year. Okay, they're going to be picking, especially if they don't make the playoffs, but they're going to be picking relatively high, you know, not in the top five or eight, but they'll be picking relatively high. Why would I have any faith in them drafting? See, this is the problem with people. They'll talk about the draft next year for a month, who the Eagles could take. Who have the Eagles taken in the, other than Miles Sanders, let's say, in the last three years mm-hmm. or so, that would lead me to believe that with whatever their pick is, that they're going to make a good pick. And I could go on and on and on down the list of the last three years. Last so five years. Everybody's saying if they hadn't taken Jalen Hurts last year, okay, fine. You don't take Jalen Hurts. But they could have taken 50 people there that might not have had anything to do with helping this but, team. But, Mike, I think what the point is, or the point I'm trying to say is, Hertz was a luxury, and you you had needs. You had to start replacing some people along the offensive line. And, and Dillard, I know they drafted a couple years ago to replace Peters, but you had to start thinking about your guard spots. You had to start thinking about Lane Johnson's not going to last forever. You know, yeah, but you don't. Use, not, a lot of times, teams don't use high draft picks on an offensive linemen. I mean, they don't unless it's like. You don't see teams in the second round saying, I'm going to take, like, they took Dillard the year before that. Mm-hmm. Now, if Dillard stinks, Dillard stinks. That's not the question here. I think if they looked at their line and said, okay, we got the, the right side of our line's good because they didn't know Brooks was going to get hurt. They didn't know the ankle was, you know, and they're looking at their line saying, okay, we don't have a bad line here. Now, so the guys who are now starting would be your backups. Well, on most teams, the backups aren't good enough to replace your starters anyway. I, I mean, I understand what you're trying to say, and I'm not disagreeing with it, well, but I'm, I'm just saying. I, th- I think the point is that, like, two years ago, they didn't draft any linemen um, right? in, in 18. No, they took Dillard, didn't they? No, that was 19. Dillard was 19. You didn't draft anybody in 18. Um, okay, you you have but to eventually. Two years ago, they might not have thought they needed one. I mean, well, you got to remember too; they didn't have as many draft picks because of the Wentz trade. But I think the point is that you still have to think offensive line is a position you have to keep people in the pipeline. And they, I agree. And they they ignored it, and they're getting burned. But the, but they had other needs too, Kevin. It's it's not like that was the only need. Their secondary needed help. They tried in, to, to address that, and they didn't, they didn't do it correctly, but their linebacker's always a need, um, you know, and, and they like defensive linemen. That's their philosophy is, you know, we, we want 55 defensive linemen so we can have the, you know, I mean, I, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying you keep going back. There. I'm saying if they had taken an offensive lineman in the second round but last year. I, I know, I, and, you're, and you're right, but, you know, I, I'm, but I'm saying – this is why we keep going back there because they were making the, a move last year. I'm more convinced than ever that Doug had nothing to do with that pick or little to do with that pick, which leads us because Doug, 
Doug can't coach a quarterback like Jalen Hurts anyway. Okay? That's not his quarterback. Right. Nick Foles is who he wants to coach, for better, for worse, whatever. So that, to me, was Howie telling the rest of the world that they're the smartest people on the planet, especially with the when he comes out and says about the the quarter. What was that thing? The where where the quarterback um, factory, quarterback factory, whatever. I, I'm listening to Angelo this week. Uh, oh God, I don't know, maybe two, whatever. And he had this clip from Howie from like early September. And I realize how he has to say things. You, I, you know, I, I think we have to take everything with a grain of salt when people say stuff. But he was extolling the virtues of Deshaun Jackson, uh, Alshon, and especially Ortega. Yeah, he was just. And, and if you listen to that tape, you would have thought the Eagles had the best wide receiving core in the league. Mm-hmm. The Ortega Whiteside draft pick will go down as maybe. One of the worst ones, and especially when you Not see, to, D, especially when you see DK Metcalf come in here on Monday night. But even if you take that out of the equation, okay, it's just the guy can't play for whatever reason. Now, Aguilar couldn't play real well here either, and he's really playing well for the Raiders. So I don't know what Rager's going to be. I think he's talented. I think he's he could be good. I don't notice yet. But the guy that they didn't take looks like he's going to be really good. And this happens over and over and over again. And it gets into the bigger question of we we sit there and look at the head coach and say the head coach needs somebody calling the plays. Yep. Okay. The what is Howie's title? What what is his official title? Uh, vice president in charge of player personnel. Okay, I'm going on top of how, all I know is how he's got to step away from the player personnel. He wants to handle the cap, and their cap's all screwed up too. But that's okay. If Howie wants to be the guy overseeing everything, he can't be the guy making the draft picks. Yeah, and if this is not clear to the owner, and I don't think the owner, but the owner, if the, whatever happens this year, where they win the division, where they don't win the division, whatever, got to look at this thing and say. This can't – I'm not saying I'm maybe getting rid of these, but this can't go on the way it's going no, on. No, I agree. and That's very clear. Um, on You mentioned Doug, and Doug again on Wednesday, uh, and this was the item we were going to lead in with, but his hesitancy about Carson and committing to Carson, even it seemed like for this week um, – the more Doug opens his mouth, the more I'm wondering about his commitment long-term to Carson Wentz. Would you agree? Here's the problem with Doug. And I don't know, three weeks ago or two weeks ago, whatever it was, we went through the same exact thing with the Brett Favre comment. Mm-hmm. Okay? And Doug then needed three questions that time. This time he needed two. Doesn't Doug realize whatever he's thinking, Whatever, either Doug's being too truthful or he doesn't know what he's saying. I don't think Doug's a dumb guy, but I think there's times when he doesn't think like. And then at the end of the press conference, he blames the media. Yeah. He says, well, you guys are going to run with. No, Doug, you created the controversy. Rob Motti didn't create the controversy. Tim McManus didn't create the controversy. In fact, they're letting you off the hook by continually asking you the same question and giving yeah. you like five chances. When ESPN is talking about it in a segment, that's well, your problem. Not, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when he gets asked the question, I, I'm trying to think of the way McManus phrased it. Are you thinking about making a court? Whatever. No, I'm not. Doug's my or uh, Carson's my guy. And then if 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 Tim tries to ask it again or ask it in a different way, I asked and answered the question, even if it's a lie, even if he's thinking about Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. whatever. Why would you sit there and go, well, as of Wednesday, um, you know, but I'm all, and then he goes into this thing. I'm thinking about everything. Of course you're thinking about everything. You're the head coach. We get that. He, he just doesn't get it. He just doesn't. And I don't know if it's the frustration of the losing. I don't know, you know, uh, but you, you, it, it, you can answer this question very simple, Kevin. And then the last thing, when, when Rob Motti asked him, and then he, then he starts going off on the media again. Like somehow it's Rob Motti's fault that he was trying to clarify that Carson Wentz is going to be your quarterback Monday. You know, and if God forbid he says Carson's my guy, and God forbid they show up Monday night and Jalen Hurts is a starting quarterback, he can just come out after the game and say, yeah, I changed my mind. You know? And what's anyway going to do? I mean, you know, he he can't he, – he gets those stream of conscious kind of things going. And, and, and no, no. And, you know, you know the Eagles PR department better than I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't been there – Oh, and I haven't been there in a couple somebody, years, but I, I mean, I know the bulk of the people down there. Doesn't somebody before he goes out there just say, "Hey, Doug, they're probably going to ask you about the quarterback." Um, here's how I think you should handle it, or here's what and, maybe. And, and this is where you know the people who are down there: Brett Strohaker, John Canode, um, all the they're good people, and I mm-hmm. think they probably did brief him. Yeah, I'm not blaming them. No, so I, you're so right. This no, tells you're right, me, This tells me this is the head coach either. Being slow in reacting, which is possible. Um, yeah. Or and it doesn't make him a bad guy. No. You know, just, maybe, maybe confused by the question. Maybe in a strange way. We talk about the Zoom settings that all these press conferences have taken place this year. And yeah, it, it does make it different. You're well, right. yeah. I mean, maybe communication. You know, the idea that you could hear a person, if you're speaking in person, like when you and I are together doing this show. Mm hmm. It's a lot different than it is when it's like this on a Zoom. Sure, sure. Because sure. you can read body language, you can see where it's going, you can read a room. You can't really mm-hmm. do that on Zoom. And I think Doug has been Doug has been hindered by that. But also, there's also this. Jalen Hurts may not be his quarterback, right? But there's little doubt in my mind that he's done with Carson Wentz. That there is something here. That Carson Wentz... The defense of Carson Wentz by this keg coach has gotten meaker and meeker and meeker as we've gone along. And granted, well, some of that's some of that's the play. Some of that's play, but if you're if you're a head coach and you feel you're tied into a starting quarterback, right? Don't you defend them the gates of hell? And I don't well, sense Doug is ready to do that anymore. Yeah, but Kevin, I think it's harder and harder to defend something. When your guy is ranked last in the league in passing, I mean, I don't, and that's why I'm saying all we had to say was yes, because he had to know after after Sunday's game that there's going to be questions about Jalen Hurts. There just is. I mean, I mean, you know, Tim was just doing what Tim's supposed, supposed to, to do. do, and if Tim didn't do it, Les would have done it, or or um, or uh, McLean would have done it, or or whatever. Um, Martin Frank, Ed Kratz, I, I think, any of I think them, right. Doug is. 
I think Doug is so frustrated right now with the way the whole thing is going that it's just – but all we had to do – and he should have known it was coming. He should have said no. Carson's – like he said last week. Didn't he say mm-hmm. something like – um. I'm not taking Carson out because it's a sign that the season's over. over. Right, that's on, on, his, on his Monday morning with Angelo. Yep. Right. Well, nothing changed. No, it didn't. The season is still. They're still. In, they still have a chance to win the division, and they will have a, probably a chance to win the division going into the Washington game. Um. So nothing changed in two days. Why would you answer the question differently? I. I just. I. I don't. For, I don't get that. For those of I, I, for those of you wondering, uh, ESPN's Football Power Index, which produces every, results and, and projects out seasons like thousands of times and everything, still has the Eagles as the favorite to win the NFC East. Uh, they are forty four percent chance to win the NFC East. Washington is now twenty nine. Uh, the numbers may not add correctly to one hundred. Washington's twenty nine. I think the the Giants are twenty. 2% and the, the Cowboys are like 4%. So even though they have the easy schedule, but even though yeah. they have the easy um, schedule. So do they factor in? So Kevin, I'm assuming what they do when they factor that is schedule is they look at every game and they say, will you be favored in that game? Yeah. Like, do you, so the Eagles, so basically what they're telling you, I, I'm, I'm try, kind of trying to, that the Eagles are only going to win two more games. Yeah. So they're telling you that the five win Eagles at five eleven five five ten and one, 10 and one will win the will division. win the division unless see, they I, unless they see a win in there that we're not seeing. Uh, but that wouldn't factor into a computer. The computer's well, going to spit it, out it, that they're going. It could. It could. Like for I example, so. for example, maybe because Seattle's lost three in a row on the road, maybe they're factoring in. Seattle you know, losing. They've this. also beaten the Eagles like a hundred times in a row. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I went. To, I went to give you a two prong trivia question. Do you know the last time Seattle, uh, the Eagles beat Seattle in Philadelphia was? I have no idea. Opening day, nineteen eighty nine. Buddy Ryan. Buddy Ryan. They have yeah. they have lost six straight games in Philadelphia to Seattle, and that includes two last year. By same scores, by the way, 17-9. Right. Yeah. Okay. I looked mm-hmm. this up. I looked this up because I was doing my um, my stuff the other day. Um, and I should mention, my buddy Matt Dudas uh, brought this to my attention, and I will bring it, to, bring it uh. to yours. The quarterbacks who have played in the game for the Eagles since Randall did in 89. You want to hear this list? Not really. Okay. 1989, or I'm sorry, 1998, Bobby Hoying. Okay. 2005, Coy Detmer and Mike McMahon. 2007, A.J. Feely. 2014, Mark Sanchez. Then last year, Wentz and Wentz and Josh McCown. I mean, yeah. they never played Donovan. <laughs> I'm going to tell you in the last, the three games, the two last year in the Sanchez game. Yep. The Eagles have scored, I think, a total of about 25 points. Because the game with Sanchez, I know that was horrible. That was like a like a 24 can, to 20, 10 game. 24-14. Uh, right. And 17-9, 17-9. So they scored and didn't they throw, but that 32 game points Sanchez, in three games. 
that game with Sanchez, because people forget that season. The Eagles went and beat the Cowboys, mm-hmm. and they were the number one seed in the NFC at that point. Yep. A lot of people had them. And then they lost to Seattle the next week. Seattle Not- just came in here, and they, Seattle still had the great defense. Well, let me correct you on one thing. They went to Lambeau, I think, the week before and lost. They got okay. smoked. It was chip. It was chip. Yeah. Okay. But they were. Oh, no, no. I they played. Yeah. They played. You're he, right. They played. They played Dallas and won and went to nine and three. You're right. Right. And then was Seattle the next week? Seattle was the next week. Then they had Dallas back right. here the week after. Right. And that was a game where Dallas was winning like 21 nothing. The Eagles came back and either took the lead or tied it. And Dallas wound up winning the game and the, and the Eagles. Went. But people forget the Eagles at nine and three were the number one seed. Because everybody thinks Chip Kelly's thing just went downhill after the first year. No, they were nine and three with Mark Sanchez yeah. as the quarterback, and then it, then it all fell apart. Yeah, then it was, they, they lost the Dallas. Then game it was twenty four. Then they lost to Seattle. They lost to Dallas, and they lost at Washington, which was one of the worst games ever. But seen yeah, but Saturday. by that time they only by that time they only had like a six percent chance of making the playoffs anyway. Um, even if they'd won the Washington game, because like five things had happened. But if the Eagles had beaten Dallas in the rematch that year, they, they would have won the division again. And Chip. Um, but they didn't, you know. Yeah, um, but Seattle just seems to, for whatever, and I know Seattle's defense isn't that good. Right. I get all that. But, man, they're, they just seem to have, Pete Carroll just seems to have their number. I, I don't I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah, and in the Pete Carroll era, okay, which I think started in 2009, 2000? No, nah, he was still at USC. It, it would have been like 11. 2011. All right, 2011. They lost at Seattle on Thursday night, 31-14. Lost here, 24-14 in that game you mentioned. 26-15 at Seattle, they lost. 24-10 at Seattle, they lost. 17-9-17-9. The other part of this is some of these games have been absolute blowouts. The one in 98 was 38-0. The the Monday night massacre, uh, when they retired Reggie Wade's number, it was 42-0 in the snow. I mean, th- yeah. these games have just been non-competitive, and they've been. I don't care about the games from twenty-five no, no. years ago. But I'm just yeah. saying, like this image, that, and it's a right image. The Eagles haven't been competitive against Seattle. Well, the two games last year, they weren't competitive. No, the, the offense stunk. Um, so now you're asking if Carson Wentz, and of course, if Carson didn't get hurt, they would have beat him in the playoffs because that's what everybody in Philadelphia believes, and they might have. But I'm just saying, still didn't score a touchdown. But go ahead. But yeah, and then, but the game before that, because I was in Myrtle Beach at that time with Villanova, right? And we watched the game at a bar. They couldn't move the ball. If you'd given them the ball, you know, at the Seattle ten, they won the score. I mean, it, it was just it was because Wilson didn't play well that game. No, Wilson played. Oh, yeah, he was like not really that good. He wasn't really good in the playoff game. Um, and I gotta believe that Wilson's not is going to be better on Monday night. Um, yeah, hey, look. But the Eagles, you know, Eagles in that first game last year have five turnovers. Yeah, yeah, they did turn. I remember that. Yeah, I mean that was um, that was maybe Wentz's worst game up until that point. And yeah, hey, look, they, not, like I said, they, you know, if, if they've got them winning the division, if five wins wins the division, something's wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. really, I mean, even six is is to me like seven. I can deal with. Okay, seven and eight and one. Okay, you stunk, but you got you're you're basically a five hundred team. Uh, not not five or six wins. I mean, my God, 
That's just, but you know, you watch those games. You watch the NFC East. I mean, right now, the two best teams look like they're the Giants and the Redskins, or yeah, Giants and Washington. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I don't know. I'm not even sure it's that week. close at this point. Well, I, I and I'll say this about Washington is if that quarterback is is going to doesn't get hurt, you know, he's he's the best quarterback in the division right now. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Oh um, man, what what a story that is! I mean, well, I don't care what anybody else does. He gets comeback of the year award. I don't. He, he's the best. I, you know. He's the best quarterback, and I'll make the argument: Ron Rivera is the best coach of the bunch. Um, yeah, I mean, Ron, look, Ron's a good coach. I don't know about the guy in in New York yet. He look he looks like he's got a clue. Um, I I think the guy in Dallas just got into a bad situation, and he's probably not as good as I once thought he was. Um. So I think it's just a bad marriage, and you know, Doug is Doug. I mean, I don't think Doug stinks, but neither do I think Doug is as good as Doug probably thinks he is. Yeah. So, but every coach thinks they're good. Every coach. I mean, what coach thinks he's bad? Yeah. You know, I mean, Bruce Arians is taking all this. I mean, Craig, I, I've never seen a coach get dumped on so much as Bruce this week, and maybe all the dumping's right. I, I, I don't know. I was always a Bruce guy because I like Bruce. Yeah, you know, I, I um, but man, the criticism this week has just been like like monstrous. <laughs> you know, for and they're playing the Chiefs. They got the Chiefs. Yeah, and they up. just lost their their speediest uh defensive back, which against the Chiefs is like the last thing you need. But you know, there's some things in life, Kevin, I'm convinced. It's like when you go against the Patriots, like I was looking at the games this week. I'm thinking there, man, yeah, get as soon as I go against Bill Belichick, or as soon as I go against Tom Brady, they'll get me. Yeah, there's just there's some things. It's like you know, you, you there's just some people that have earned. I don't know. Like you know, Tom Brady, you have a great game this week or something. Outplay Mahomes or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right, you ready to make some picks? Is it pick time? It's pick time. We don't have anything else to talk about. No, I think we're done with that. I'm sure we'll get into the Eagle pick here too. So. Uh, Okie dokie. So right. we're starting with the colleges. Starting with the colleges. Let me play the music. Just point me where you wanna go. Take me to the action. Take me to the track. Take me to a party if they're in the back. I've been working all my life. Can't afford to wait. Let me call my wife so I can tell her I've been late. I want to ease it. Mm-hmm. All right. So last week I, I had put a couple games out there obviously we didn't have it because of uh what was going on around here um here's a here's a suggestion to you don't put your games out there in print two and two why <laughs> no because you're just you're just leading yourself which i thought you were one oh you were two no, and two, two. And two. Okay. yeah two. because you, it's because it's on paper now people can sit there and go like when i had to make my picks in the paper you know it was like you know, oh, you went four and eleven last week oh okay you know oh by the way i just have an observation because i'm watching yes where, where Eagles Dare is on, um, and if anybody doesn't know, it's Clint Eastwood and um, uh, Richard Burton. Why in all the war movies, except the authentic war movies, did like five, like three Americans kill five hundred Germans? No, I, no, no, and they get a flesh wound on the arm, and that's all. And all the Germans <laughs> die. I mean, like, yeah, I get. I, it, I, I, I can't explain that. No, there is no explanation have you, except. By, about, by the way, about, have you seen? Have you started your holiday movie cavalcade yet, or not? What do you mean? What do you mean by cavalcade? Like, uh, have you started watching Christmas movies? I uh, like 
I, I'm not. There, there's some I like. You know, like it's a wonderful life was on the other day. Um, so I watched a little bit of that at the end. The Christmas Story one, which they'll play, but I can only watch. I can't watch it like 30 times. There, there was Christmases where I would watch it like almost endlessly. I, um, Home Alone. I watched Christmas Vacation the other night. Oh, Christmas Vacation! It's my one of my wife's favorite movies. Yes, it's. Um, I think it's the best of the, the the of all those vacation movies. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's a that's a really good one. Christmas Vacation, um, and I watch White Christmas. You know, I don't think I've ever watched White Christmas. Kevin. Really, I, I don't think I have. Like, um, I might have seen parts of it now and again. Um, trying to think if there's any other. Yeah, every once in a while, there's a couple. I don't watch the Hallmark Christmas movies, I don't but there either. was one. But there was one really good one with Gary Sinise. Um, Gary Sinise. Uh, what the hell? Gary Sinise. I pronounced it wrong. I'm sorry. Um, it's called Fallen Angel or something. And it's not like a mushy Christmas thing. It's it's actually it's a little mushy. Okay. But um, it's, but it's it, Hallmark. Was, so every once in a while, yeah. But it was a Hallmark from like 15 years ago before they became. Like, you know, we're going to make 55 Christmas movies a week. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's a couple. That, oh, well, I'm trying to think. Like, I guess as it gets closer to Christmas, yeah, there'll be one or two. But, yeah, Chris, yeah Christmas, vac- Christmas Vacation. Anybody that hasn't seen Christmas Vacation, you got to. Well, and, yeah, and, and I'm going to say this to you. I would like to get your review on White Christmas. Okay, I, if, if if you know it's going to be on or something, that's the Bing Crosby. Where, Bing Crosby, now, he, he Danny Kay. Rosemary but he Clooney. doesn't sing White Christmas in that, right? Yes, he does. White Christmas is, oh, I heard there was a trivia once, and he actually sang it in another movie. Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn. Yeah, but he sings it okay, in White Christmas. He sings it twice uh, in White Christmas. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Hey, right. I got nothing but time on my hands. What the hell? All right, so... <laughs> I mean, really? No, I, mean, I, I understand. I just kind of like, um, I just. Okay, now, all right, now let's, get this on, out of, let's get this out of the way first. Carolina is playing Notre Dame in about an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. They're getting five and a half at home, and a lot of people seem to think this could be an upset. You're a Notre Dame guy. What do you think? I actually agree. This scares the hell out so of you me. Would, so you would take the five and a half? I would half. take the five and a half. I think if Notre See, Dame wins, it's going to be inside the field. Uh, it's going to be a field goal. See, and I get leery when the whole world is telling me. I know. I agree. I agree because I think North Carolina, and they've, North Carolina, look, North Carolina lost to Florida State, which is hard to do. Um, but, but I they think lost they're going at to Florida State. I at don't Florida care State. if they played. Yeah, I don't care where they played. A Saturday Florida night State. game at Tallahassee is not, it's still in not. Of, in front of nobody. Oh, there was about 20,000, but okay. Florida State couldn't beat Temple if Temple didn't have all the COVID stuff going on. Um, and by the way, a quick mention about you know Temple didn't isn't going to play, play since and now their bas- and now their basketball team's quarantined. Yeah, it's for not good. Days. No, I went. I went to get. I went to get to college basketball at the end and. Well, we'll get out. to that. Okay, okay. Well, I'll, I'll let it go then. Um, I would take the Carolinas because I think they're I going t- to treat this like a Super Bowl. Well, and the other thing is, their team also sat around for a week, and. Yeah. It's that strange, like you had a bye week, but it's not really a bye week because you're playing a short week the following week. I I don't like this spot for Notre Dame going on the road. Yeah, this is, I, I would I I would take Carolina, but Notre Dame has so know. much to lose in this game. 
Notre Dame can lose its playoff spot in this game. Because well, if you win this... And any team that's unbeaten can lose their playoff spot if they lose. I mean, that's right. just the way it works. But if Notre Dame loses this and then or wins this and somehow loses the Clemson, they still have an outside shot at getting in. I don't oh, I think they have a good shot of getting in. Even if they lose if they lose a close game in Clemson, as long as they don't get blown out. Well, yeah, but even if they lose it, again, it depends what happens around the country. You know, yeah. if, if Florida beats Alabama, that probably would knock them out. Yep. Because then Florida and Alabama would probably both get in. That would only leave two spots and Clemson would get one and uh I, I don't. We, we should. Po- I, yeah, we should point yeah, out. I mean, yeah, we should they po- would still have a shot. I mean, this could be the year where a two-loss team gets in. We should. I, po- I mean, I don't know that. We should point out that four top twenty-five games have been called this weekend: Oklahoma, yeah, so Oklahoma, West Virginia, Cincinnati, yeah. Temple, uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Tulsa, Houston. And I think, if I'm not mistaken. Was USC called off as well? There was a Pac-12 game called off, but I it, it, maybe there was two Pac. It was U- USC was called off against Colorado. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Colorado yeah, but found know, San Diego State. So, yeah. Hey, look, Kevin. This is every week. This is. I mean, this is college basketball. Like I said, we we'll talk about that in a second. But I mean, you know, Temple. You know, now shut down for two weeks. Anyway, I would t- I would take the Carolinas. Um, another game. I don't know if I would play this or not, but Liberty is playing UMass. Liberty's really good. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get into whatever. I think they're still unbeaten, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. UMass stinks. I mean, UMass, but you got to lay 35. Um, my guess is UMass doesn't want to be anywhere near that field. Um, But, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. I, I hate laying the 35 kind of thing, but that could be one of those games. Um. I got a couple others, but why don't you throw one or two out? All right, I'll throw one here. I'll take. I've been debating. I'll take Texas A&M. I'll lay fourteen and a half at home against LSU. A&M. Okay. A&M still on track to perhaps get in the playoff if they can get to the SEC title game. They're um, going to get screwed because they ain't getting to the SEC title game. Because of Florida? Alabama would have to. Lo- Alabama would have to lose twice. Aren't they in the other division? No, no, you're right. They're, they're in the West. Well, all right. So they're they're a number five. They're number five right now in this first poll. Right. They but they can't get to they the can't SEC get the SEC title, title game. But they could right. get in the playoffs. Here's the other factor: LSU stinks. <laughs> I mean, yes. so LSU yeah, that, at three and three going on the road. I'll take A and M late to fourteen and a half. I'll take another one too. Um, I I just saw this one. Was Northwestern? Northwestern goes on the road at Michigan State. Northwestern pretty much guaranteed now to get into the Big Ten title game, right? Uh, since Wisconsin is not eligible anymore, and after they beat Wisconsin, you worry about a letdown a little bit. Michigan State though is not good. I'll take the thirteen. I'll lay the thirteen and take Northwestern. See, if I was going to play that game, I would go the other way, for one reason only, is that what you just mentioned. You know, you're coming off a, a huge win. I mean, the, the biggest win. I mean, Northwestern's had some good wins, but um, I know Michigan State ain't much. I get all that, but I, I think Northwestern wins. I just I think it's more like about a touchdown kind of game or something like that because good teams lose every week. Mm-hmm. You know, they, that's why I have a fraud five for Glenn Pabazian. Um, 
Okay, I'm going to give you one. This one I, I really kind of like. BC is laying one and a half to Louisville. At home, BC's not, not a bad, bad little team. No, they're not. Louisville's been really disappointing. And I'm guessing on Thanksgiving weekend, the last place Louisville wants to be is Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and all you got to do is basically win the game. Yeah. So I, I if, if I was going to play like one game this week, I think that would be my game. But I'm going to throw another one at you. I, and, and again, it's hard to judge some of these things. I think Auburn getting 24 and a half at Bama it's is a lot. A lot. Um, and I know it's a suck. It's just kind of a sucker thing. And it's Auburn's played. Be- and Auburn's played better since their loss to South Carolina. Yeah, and Bama could beat anybody by thirty or forty. I mean, I'm you know, and I don't know what Saban's. He's thing not. Is he's not going to be there. Yeah, but the last time he wasn't there, they won by. Yeah, a Yeah, but they said it was a false. They said it was a false positive. Thing. Right, but he didn't. When he didn't coach that game, they beat somebody pretty good. Well, he did but coach I think that Al- game, but- I think Auburn twenty four and a half. I just that just seems like a lot to me. So I'll give you a last one here. Pitt is at Clemson. Clemson lane 20, 24. 24, right? Yep. Clemson's pissed off. They haven't played since they lost Notre Dame, which feels like months ago, but it was actually three weeks ago. And the whole Florida State fiasco last week. Dabo has a way that he loves to run sh- crap up when yeah. his team needs to. I think poor Pitt's going to be the victim on this one. I think Pitt's could gonna... be. I certainly, I certainly wouldn't play Pitt. No, I, I, oh. I, I think Clemson. I'll lay the twenty-four, okay. and that's my college now, picks. Lastly, I will throw this out at you: the Michigan, Michigan's given one to the PSU's at the Michigan. Both teams obviously are no good. Mm-hmm. Do you see any? Is is Penn State? Because when I first looked at it. I kind of like. Well, you got to tell you got to tell me who's going to be the starting quarterback for Penn State. I have no idea. Uh, you tell me. If it's Will Levis, I think they have a shot. I think they win the game. I mean, it's probably one of those games I would stay away from, mm-hmm. just because both teams are bad. But basically, all you're asking Michigan to do is win at home against a team that hasn't won yet. And I know that Michigan, you know, has as isn't all that either. But man, it's 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 almost like if it, they they can fa- fire Jim Harbaugh after that game because if he loses this game with Ohio State coming up, I you know yeah, I agree. I, yeah. But anyway, I mean that's and you know for P, I mean I don't know, I mean they're two of the most disappointing teams in the country. But again, I don't think um, the guy at PSU is in any kind of trouble or no. anything like that. I think the guy in Michigan is is in trouble. Yeah, I think I think Harbaugh's in trouble. All right, so those are our college football picks now to the NFL, and let's start. Let's start. Go with, ahead, you, you you start. You know, it, it's funny. I'm trying to think of a game that has more appeal to me this weekend that I would like to bet if I was still betting on these things. I'll take the Raiders lane three in Atlanta. I know. Thanks. Yeah, I was I was looking at that game. I know Atlanta is one of those teams that you can get easily burned on, but it, and the Raiders are one of those teams that can burn you. Yeah, they can. But the Raiders look just so superior, and even though they're on the road, 
I, I wonder why that line is so low. I'm going to take the Raiders, hold my breath, and yeah. uh, pick take the three. Go ahead. Yeah, th- there's a lot of games this week. Like, I would look at a, some teasers because there's a lot of games this week where I don't think the team. You always lose. look at teasers, but go ahead. I haven't done this in a few weeks. No, that's true. Um, But, like, for instance, the Rams are favored by a touchdown over the Frisco's. The Frisco's beat them in the first meeting because Garoppolo was playing and all that. I think the Rams are really pretty good. I do, too. Uh, I think they're kind of getting overlooked, but I don't know if they're going to win the game by, like, a bub. But they ain't going to lose this game. So you can tease them down to a win just where they have to win the game. And then there's, like, you know, the Browns are at Jacksonville. I hate doing this on the road. And, I, and this this one maybe I won't because I don't know what Miss Shaw is. But, I mean, Miami's at the Jets. Also, the Jets are at home. They're laying seven. The Green Bays are home against the Bears. I think that's a nine-point spread. Eight and a half, and Trubisky is starting. Yeah. Um, and the other one I was looking at was the Giants. The Giants can't lose to Cincinnati, can they? Well, a Cincinnati without, which I've got too, Burrow. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's that, oh yeah, oh yeah. Burrow was playing. Well, the line, you know, the line wouldn't beat us. But I'm just saying, I'm just looking this week. There's not like a lot of games where I look at them and say, boy, I really like that game. The way to oh uh, yeah, well, we'll okay. So you give me a couple. All right. Well, let, let, let me let me. We're getting to that point in the season where it's like, guess who the starting quarterback is when you mention the Bengals? And it, I think it's J.P. Finley. I'm not sure. Yeah, he didn't. They didn't play well last week. No, uh, so I'm going to take the Giants. I'll lay the six. I'll just outright. I think the Giants. That's are fine. The yeah, team. They, they, yeah. Uh, I'll take the Panthers on the road in Minnesota and grab the three and a half. Um, Carolina's still pretty good. I, you know, I know they're. I know they they just broke a five game losing streak, but I have more faith in them. Teddy Bridgewater may play this week. Uh, I have more faith in them, and actually, PJ Walker's not bad. Um, I have more faith in them than I do in in Kirk Cousins. I think the balloon per, uh, burst last week for Minnesota, who was making a little mm. bit of a run now, is is completely uh, up in flames. Yeah, nobody's making a run in that division. Green Bay's going to win the division. Well, yeah, but they were making a run in that wild card. Yeah, I, it ain't no. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, uh, Green Bay. Green uh, Bay is eight and a half. I would take Green Bay because I think that's a blowout game. Yeah, see, that's why. That's why, like I said, I would take some combination of two or three of those games and tease them because I don't think Green Bay ain't losing that game. I don't now. Look, I say that some weeks and they do lose. Um, Green Bay's home. They ain't losing to the Bears. You know, they might not win by 10, but they ain't losing that game. Same thing with the Rams. There's, the Rams are not losing to San Francisco twice. Um. So, anyway, what what about the uh, the Chiefs game? You know, I was tempted to put that in. Um, it's, it's, let, me get, let me throw this number at you. Go ahead. The Chiefs have won 18 of their last 19 games. Okay? They are 15-4 and four against the spread in those games. It's pretty good, right? But that, but like I said, but this, is this the week? Well, where that, and, and here and here's the other part. I'll flip the. I'll do the flip side. The Buccaneers are one and four in those elite primetime games. They are not good against the spread. I think they're this year four, four and six or five and five. Um, and 
they almost, it sounds strange. You mentioned Bruce Arians. They almost have too many weapons. You know, the Antonio Brown thing has kind of screwed up whatever they had going. You know, Brady, I think they're running. The, I think they're running the wrong offense. That's for, for Brady. Brady. Yeah, I do too. I think they're trying and, to and chuck it, and it, it, Tom can't chuck it anymore. The way he used Tom, to. when he was at New England, he had all those Amendolas running around the short and the Gron- short passing and game running around. Yeah, and the running backs always caught lots of passes for him, and that's not what Tampa is. Tampa's Bruce's throw it down the field. This is why uh, the Pittsburgh Roethlisberger got sacked like a hundred times mm-hmm. because. He sacrificed Roethlisberger in their passing game. Uh, and I'm not, I, look, I think Bruce, I'm not knocking Bruce. I'm just saying that's his philosophy. That's how he's going to play. And I don't think you can do that with a 43-year-old quarterback who I still think has talent. Mm-hmm. I still think Tom Brady can play. Now that he's at the Tom Brady from six years ago. But, um, they, I mean, this, they're getting to the point, Kevin, where this is their season. Well, like, well here, here's a, they get a bye next week. Okay, then they're finishing schedule. Minnesota at home, at Atlanta, at Detroit, then the Falcons at home. So oh, they're okay. going to be fine. They're going to win a lot of games. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're they're see, an eleven win team, team at this point. This game is not about Kansas City as much as it's about Tampa. Tampa. Oh yeah. You know, this is a you're home. You're home. You're getting a field goal to what I still think is the best team in the league until somebody proves me differently. Um against, you know, the next great quarterback, you know, who's going to be the next Brady. Um, and I don't know what the mood in the locker room is at Tampa. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I, I You know, I don't know if there's turmoil, if there's not, if there's, you know, who knows. But we were talking I, about you, we I, were talking about future schedules here. And, and, you know, I still think it's important for Kansas City, to, if they can, to get the home field advantage against uh, Pittsburgh. Okay, and they would need Pittsburgh to lose two games. I don't see Pittsburgh losing two games. But here's the rest of their schedule. Kansas City's at Tampa, certainly a losable game. Broncos at home, that they should win that. At Miami, which is not easy in mid-December uh, for a team coming from a somewhat cold-weather climate. At New Orleans, the Falcons and the Chiefs at home. So Kansas City's got a little road. Now the Chiefs can't, no, the Chiefs can't play the Chiefs at home. Uh, I'm sorry. The Chargers against the Chiefs yeah. at home. But here's what I here's what I, I Kansas City's the one team. I don't think it matters. If they have to go to Pittsburgh, now if it was the 70,000 people in the stands, Pittsburgh, you know, and it's going to be too Kansas City's uh, okay. used to playing in cold weather. All right. Now the you know. now the part that would and this could go up in flames with what's going on with and we'll get to that in a second, with the Steelers is the bye week would be gone. Uh, well, you know, if you, you know, the, the Steelers would have a bye week and the chiefs would not, if the chief, the Steelers get the one seed, right. Unless there's eight teams in the playoffs, playoffs. If there's eight, teams, nobody's going to get by. Right. And then the Eagles would be the eighth seed or the Washington would be the eighth seed or the giants would be the eighth seed. Yeah. It's, it, what I'm, what I'm saying to you is I don't care about any of that when it comes to the chiefs. And I'm not saying the chiefs are going to repeat. I don't mean it that way. All I'm saying is you'll I, take your shot with them. Anywhere. If Kansas city is the two seed or the three seed, I, I don't care the two to three. And I got Patrick Mahomes. I'll take my chances and maybe it won't happen this year. You know, maybe the, they'll get beat by Pittsburgh or somebody else, Indianapolis. Um, you know, there's a, Tennessee. I Buffalo. don't know. There's some good teams out there. 
but I'm telling you, I will take my chances with Patrick Mahomes, all things being equal, because he is easily the best player in football. And will, I love Wilson. I love Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson just plays on a bad team. Yeah. I love Rodgers. They're all great quarterbacks, but they're not Patrick Mahomes. He can have an off day. Yeah. You know, the Chiefs can just have a bad game or, or meet an average game. They don't play, you know. But what they did in the playoffs last year, and again, maybe that was a one-time thing. Maybe, yeah. but I don't know, man. I just they're never out of a game. No, I mean, they're, they're never out of a game. No. <laughs> it doesn't matter. All right. Um, no, and, and that's a fair point. Uh, so that's week twelve. Well, Obviously, the yeah. I want I want to ask you: Can the Steelers go sixteen and zero? Well. <sighs> Maybe they'll go fifteen, you know, with what's going on with the Ravens. Or yeah, or yeah. I mean, yeah, I can't help it if they don't play. <laughs> um, I'm not sure it's a good thing if you go sixteen and zero. I, I, think I didn't, it, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean it that way. I'm just saying. No, and, I, and if I know. You're the Steelers, if you're the Steelers, and especially Kansas City's only sitting there with one loss. So Steelers have a tough couple tough games. So they get Washington next week. They get uh, the Bills in. Buffalo. Is it Washington? Is it Washington in Washington? No, it's in uh, Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Okay. Then they get at Buffalo. Uh, Bengals on the road. Colts at home. Browns at on Browns at home or Browns on the road. Okay, so they could lose Colts, Bills, they could and lose Bills, and maybe the Browns. Maybe. Yeah. Um. Okay. I mean. Yeah. Again, I'm not sure it's the most important thing for them either. No, but it's important if you're trying to – if Kansas City – and I'm not saying Kansas City's not going to lose again. Right. You know, they could lose this week. But, you know, if, if you want – if that if you if it is going to be a playoff where you get a home field – Yeah, I agree. I think that's important for the reasons you stated, not as much necessarily the home field as that extra week of as rest. Buy. Now, Especially if you got a 36-year-old quarterback – who you know might like that week off? Uh, yeah, I agree. And this obviously brings up the dilemma that's going on now with the Ravens without Lamar Jackson, supposed to play Thursday night. That could push back to Sunday. There's apparently 14 Ravens infected with COVID 19. They're waiting for the latest test results. And by the time you listen to this, they could have decided whether they're going to play or Sunday or. And aren't not. they playing next Thursday also? The Ravens are. The Ravens are playing the Cowboys next Thursday night. Right, but that if, if their game gets pushed back to Sunday or well, their game Monday got pushed back Tuesday, to Tuesday. Their, right, their game, I'm saying, I would if, if they don't if they don't play Sunday for whatever reason, right, and it got pushed back to maybe Monday or Tuesday. They can't play Thursday. That would have to get pushed back also. Well, I think the conversation right now is: Do you create a Week 18? push the playoffs back a week and just start filling in whatever games get postponed because you don't have to buy weeks. That's not what the NFL said it was going to do. Or do you just basically, there's a couple options. One is a forfeit because they say that the Ravens were negligent. It was a Ravens strength and conditioning coach who apparently was working out with the players of the team who have been infected without a mask on. Um, And so there's a call for either a forfeit uh, do you just make it a 15-game season for those teams and just take winning percentage, kind of like baseball did? Or do you mm-hmm. um, 
Or do you kind of uh, try to put it off to the end? Or do you make the Ravens play on Sunday with a backup I wonder what I wonder what people who don't think wearing masks makes a difference thinks when they hear something like that. But I'm just curious. Nah. Um, that's just me being an idiot. Um, I don't know. Okay, Kevin, the NFL came out weeks ago or a month ago and said if when they changed the playoff format, on yep. the, you know, and they basically there was no inference in there that we're going to push the playoffs back. It was basically if teams miss games and not everybody plays or everybody that's involved in the playoff picture plays 16 games, expanded the eight weeks. then we're going, to add an extra, we're going to add an extra team. And, yeah, um, so why would they go back on that? The NFL never goes back on anything. Well, and, and here's the thing. The Steelers are crying and bitching. And, and, you know, in a way, I think they may have a point because guess who that eight team would be right now? It would be the Ravens. And, and what I would say to that, it's just like last week with Clemson, Florida State, okay? I understand that Pittsburgh got a game moved earlier in the season, so they never had a bye week. Against Tennessee. You know, you know what? What I would say to Pittsburgh is grow up, okay? There's a pandemic going on. If the strength coach of Baltimore screwed up and you want to make them forfeit the game or play, if, if you're going to make teams play – at less than full strength, or make, the, the, your whole competitive thing that you always say you have goes out the window anyway. But I mean, and I understand why the Pittsburgh players are frustrated. But please, you know, you got Ravens players now who are, you know, under protocol or might get sick or this or that, and you're going to complain about your life being disrupted. Really? Well, it's a pandemic. There's also a question of whether this has spread because of that strength and conditioning coach or on-field activity. You know, because there was a player, I think, uh, who may have given it to Jackson, who they're saying was, it was like a game activity kind of deal. Um, yeah, he took snaps or something. Right. From this, from a, but what but I'm saying, Kevin, is you asked me about the Pittsburgh players being upset. Yeah, you're right. Fine. But what I'm oh. saying is, with all the things that are happening around the country and 250,000 people being dead and 10 million testing positive, really, is that the kind of tweet you want to send out? Like, it almost reminded me of Dabo last week. Like, oh, you know, well, Florida State didn't want – yeah, Dabo, then don't put the kid who you thought had symptoms on the on plane. The plane. Yeah. Tell him to stay home. And you go down and beat Florida State by 50, and you come back. But no, he didn't because their protocol said you could do that. And I'm not faulting Clemson's protocol. But my God, and, and I understand if, if Baltimore screwed up and the commissioner wants to step in and say, hey, you got to forfeit the game then. I, I got I don't have a problem with that if they violated a protocol. You know but what? I don't need I don't need Pittsburgh guys telling me how their life has been so disrupted. You know? You know what will really disrupt the Steelers players if that game is forfeited. They don't get paid. Adam Schefter said that Adam right. Schefter said the NFL rules are if a game is forfeited, neither team gets paid. Well, see, I don't think that's so. Fair I think the to, cause for the forfeit will will dissipate this afternoon. Yes, but I don't see. I don't think that's fair to to to, to not pay the team that didn't have the that didn't violate the protocol. I, I mean, if the, if the Eagles were going to play Washington this week and Washington screwed something up and the game had to be for whatever you said, forfeited. forfeited whatever, 
Why should the Eagle players not get paid? Eagle players didn't do a damn thing wrong. There's there's another factor here that I don't think we thought of, but I think that's going to play into it in the last, what do we have, five weeks left in the season? Four weeks? Six. Eagles got six games. Eagles have six games. Okay, but after this week, it's five. And right. And I think this is going to be a problem for the league. Teams that are not going to be in contention who, you know, I'll take an example, like the Jets, Okay. They've had to live under these protocols since June, July, you know, since they really got going. You're going to have players who break them now. It's going to be just human nature. You're not playing for anything. You probably want your season over. We always talk about the bus running anyway. You're going to see guys break protocol, and you're going to have more of these cases, especially with the, spike think, of the, especially with the so. spikes of the case going, uh, going forward. I don't think. I don't think to the degree that you're making the sound. I don't I don't think because I play on the Jets that all of a sudden I'm just going to say, screw this. Because first of all, yeah, now maybe a player doesn't want to play. Like a player comes up with a hammy and says, I, I don't want to play these last three games. But I, I just – because first of all, the teams have too much to lose. Mm-hmm. The, the, the players it, it have too much to lose because if, they, if a story ever comes out that says – no, I think you're I think you're overplaying it, Kevin. I think now, you know, they still have families, they still have people they come in contact with. Um, after the season, you know, after they go home, who knows? Then then they're on their own. You, you know, you do it. I don't think that's going to be a problem. I, I think it may be a problem of guys not wanting to play. Well, that maybe of guys not. just saying, maybe that's the a better way of saying it. But yeah, but that's guy, different, right? I you're, think you're, you're saying if guys don't want to play. Well, you're just saying they're going to go out and violate the protocol. I don't think guys are all of a sudden going to go to bars or going to go here or there or whatever just because there's only three weeks left in the season and their team can't make the playoffs. I I, I don't see that. I mean, we, you know, um, we didn't see it in baseball, um, and that's the only other sport I have to go by because they're the only other sport that did something like this. Without, um, a, without a bubble. Right, right. I no, I, I give them more. I give people more credit. There's knuckleheads out there. I agree. I mean, but there's going to be knuckleheads, regardless of if their team can make the playoffs or not. There's just going to there's there's always going to be some people who, for whatever reasons, are not going to follow every rule. The bigger problem I think we're seeing is with college kids because they're college kids. That's, they're not getting and paid. that's where I'm going to transition. Uh, Temple obviously is shut down for two weeks. Uh, their basketball program. They can't do anything, right? Can't do anything. And for two weeks. Yeah, that means they're not going to play Villanova. Um, yeah. Which would have been Thursday night. And Villanova picked up, they're staying up in Mohegan Sun and playing Virginia Tech, I believe. Yeah, because Virginia Tech was supposed to play Temple, I think, correct? Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, it sounds right. Up in Bubbleville. Um, right. And we've seen all these games. You know, you've seen Duke's game, first game called, and you've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Boston. Why are they even? Why are they even playing these games, Kevin? Bingo. That's what was going to be my question. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to tread on you. No. Why are we even playing these games, Michael? Well, probably money. Money. I'm sure money's involved. Um, what I think basketball should have done, especially now that we know there's a re- a surge, like that they had warned us about for a couple months. But you know, until it happens, you don't know if Fauci knows what he's talking about or if. You know, they don't know what they're talking about. You know, I mean, we hear both sides of that equation. Um, But now that we kind of get it, 
wouldn't the NCAA have been smarter? Because um, the only thing that matters in most of this is having an NCAA tournament. That's where they're going to make most of the money, right? Um, wouldn't they have been better off doing the Patino kind of thing and saying, we're going to push it back to, like, at least January? Not that we're going to be in better shape in January, but at least maybe – and maybe we're just going to play conference games. You know, we're not going to play play whatever. you're going to. So if you're in the Big Ten, you're going to play 18 conference games or whatever the Big Ten plays. And that's how we're going to judge you. Like, you know, like you're getting judged in football. You know, we don't have um, USC playing Notre Dame, so we can judge how did Clemson do out of conference against Texas A&M or something like that. And they're still going to have a playoff. There's, you can still pick an NCAA tournament field that would be well represented. Because mm-hmm. um, out of the 68 teams in the tournament or 64 or whatever, they're going, you and me could come up with 55 of them. I mean, you know, um, I just think that would have been the smarter thing to do. Um, especially you have college kids going, you know, over breaks now where they're not going to be, you know, but again, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. So I, I don't, I don't know every single logistical factor that was in, but wouldn't it have kind of made sense to say, Hey, we're going to start on January the 4th. I'm just throwing out a date. I don't, I don't know if that date works. Um, and you're going to play all your conference games, so you're going to have ACC games, Big Ten games, Atlantic Ten games, you know, and, and we're going to declare champion over each team. I mean, are these teams even going to be able to have conference championships, these leagues? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I I don't know either. But, like, but, again, if you're the Big East, you know, we've seen actually the um, the Empire Classic, which is what Villanova was in. Right. Went up to Mohegan Sun this week because there was no reason to rent out the garden to play a tournament like that. Um, you know, if you're the Big East and you have that connection with the Mass with Madison Square Garden the way they do, do you really need the whole Madison Square Garden if you're not going to have people allowed in to see it? Even if you get to that point where you can have a tournament, well, I think what you have, you have to have discussions with Madison Square Garden and say, hey, you know. I mean, the whole problem in this, Kevin, is I think people keep going forward as if it's going to get better, it's going to get better. I don't think it's going to get better, at least until there's a vaccine or until, you, you know, down the road. Um, so you could be playing these games in February and have the same problems you're having now. I, sure. I don't – I just don't understand – and we'll use the Big East as the example because it's the easiest one most people would get it – of bringing in – was it 10 teams now in the Big East? 12, bringing I 10 think. teams yeah. – 12 teams to New York mm-hmm. hotspot to play, to play in what I'm guessing is going to be a mostly empty arena. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and taking all those chances, you know, cause it's not technically going to be a bubble. No. Right? And, and remember when we talked to Jay back in the summer, um, about what it was like up there, actually, I guess it was in April. might've been after everything calmed down a little bit. And it was like, Jay, what was it like? And he talked about the neat, the, the feeling of, not wanting to be as much as he loved New York of getting his kids home and being away from it because it was such a population dense community. Right. And at that point it was spreading so much. They just wanted to make sure his kids were safe and everything. A guy like Jay, who we both know is not alarmist, but when he feels that way, how easy is it going to be to reintroduce them into a situation like that? But, But we will be, I think the difference is that we'll be a year into it. Yeah. So and there will be some vaccine when, for some people. 
No, I'm not even talking about vaccine, Kevin. What I'm talking about is a mindset. A, like, when it happened last year, it was a shock to everyone's systems because we'd never been through anything like this. So when Rudy Gobert goes down and all of a sudden, you know, Big E says no. Yes, you know, and all of a sudden the dominoes start falling. And yes, it was like, I don't want to be in New York. But I think now in, in, in the nine months or eight months since then, whatever it's been, six people now know more about like how to act. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to this social distance. We got to do it. You know, if we're going to go to a hotel, this is the protocol that we have to have. So I don't think there will be as much apprehension as there was last March on like, let's get the hell out of here and get back to wherever the hell we're going. But there will still be like, well, how do we do this? You know, like, does the Big East have a plan? I don't know. Uh, here's how we're going to bring all the teams we're going to have to bring. You know, how, how do we get, um, you, you know, the team from Omaha? How do we get them, uh, you know, into in, into New York safely? Creighton, yeah. Um, but, but I'm guessing during the season – Creighton's going to be traveling to places, right? I mean, Creighton's well, going to be going. And, 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 you know, you mentioned this about, you know, we mentioned the Big East. The Big East has big pockets. The Big East, ha, you know, their television deal is big. They have a lot of finances and a lot of uh, resources at their at their hands. Um, think of a mid-major. You know, we'll use the Atlantic 10. You know, two schools that financially we believe are struggling are LaSalle and St. Joe. You know, you're still facing those type of, expenses on road trips. It's just like college football, Kevin. The people that couldn't afford to do it won't do it. Ain't, ain't doing it. Uh, you know, one double A. Now, they may play in the spring. I'm not sure how that's going to pan out. I know there's plans to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure the Temples League in football has a lot less reason to play than the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just that's what I guess if you have an NCAA tournament, and all that money gets dispersed to, you know, I guess that a lot of teams need that money or leagues need that money. Um, wow, schools need that money, period. Schools need that money. Um, but look, it's a different world. Now, maybe by next football season, this thing will be, you know, at least to a certain degree behind us. But if anybody thinks it's going to be different for the next three to four months, even if they come out with a vaccine in another month or so, it isn't. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it just isn't. It's it's not um, – there'll be people that won't take the vaccine. There'll be people that you just can't get the vaccine to. You know, if, if they come out with a vaccine, what priority list is Villanova basketball players? Way down. Yeah. So I'm just saying. I mean, in my mind they are, but like – and then would they leave it up to the schools like – you know, you've said all this all along, like different schools can afford the testing that some schools can't or some leagues can't. Well, is it going to be the same deal with, with athletes? You know, Notre Dame's athletes can get the vi- get get a vaccine, but Old Dominion's can't. Yeah, I, I don't – I'm assuming when they first come out with it, it's going to go mostly to old people and people who are at risk, like perhaps me. Um, But I don't know this for a fact because I haven't seen – either the president or the president-elect, you know, tell me or the CDC say this is the game plan. So I I don't know that. But this college basketball season, I think, could be fraught with a lot of things like we're seeing in football where 15 games are getting canceled every week. Well, every night. 
I mean, that's different than college football in a sense where you lose you lose half your roster to COVID tests or contact tracing or whatever. In football, you may get them back in a week. In basketball, that's three, four games well, sometimes. Why, why is Temple shut down for two weeks, Kevin? Is, there, is, is that just the way it happened? I think that's the way their protocol is, yeah. So... If it happened to St. Joe next week, they would shut down for two weeks. Yeah. So how well, the, many depends teams depends on think, their conference protocol more than anything. okay. But let's assume that most of them are, are similar. Mm-hmm. How many teams could we see this happening to? Oh, a ton. You know, in football, you're talking about a game this Saturday. So okay, we're not playing this Saturday. USC isn't playing whoever the heck they were going to play. Colorado, right? If you're if you're a basketball team and you're talking two weeks, that could affect four or five games. Yeah, Villanova, that could be think, like a th- that could be a third of your schedule. Think of this, okay? Villanova's schedule coming up this week. They have the game against Virginia Tech tomorrow. They have St. Joe's on on Monday. They were supposed to have Temple on Thursday. And then they have, or then they're going to Austin to play Texas on Saturday. Yeah, I and mean, again, I would say, I would say, why? I agree. There, there's no need. I look. I love Jay. I, I, there's I love no reason. To, there's the not. Game. There's no reason to go to Austin. No, no, and I'm not blaming Jay for this. I'm not saying it's Villanova's fault. I don't mean that. But what I'm saying is, there's no godforsaken reason for Villanova to be going to Austin, Texas. To play, and as goofy as this is going to sound, in a year like this, I would say to the to any school, play your conference schedule, mm-hmm. okay, and then if you need to play three or four or five games, play the team across the street from you. So in Villanova's case, and, they, and I think Villanova was it was going to play St. Joe, right? They were going to play LaSalle. The only one I think they weren't going to play was Penn because Penn's not having a season. Um. That to me just makes too much sense. Like, even if it means Villanova's playing Princeton, let's just say, or Delaware, I know that's not a matchup anybody wants to see. But you know, it's it's an hour bus ride. You you know, you can do that a lot better than getting on a plane and going to Austin, Texas. Yeah. But you know, apparently they're going to do it because they're doing it. So. You know, and if God forbid some kid from Villanova or, you know, a manager or whomever, you know, then they're going to they're gonna be shut down for two weeks. And we're not even talking about people getting sick. God forbid, I don't want to see anybody get sick. I don't want to see them take it home to their family. I don't want to see Jay get sick. We're just talking about positive tests at this point. Um, You know. Uh, I think uh, I think that Virginia Tech game has been canceled. According, Why? According to ESPN, according to ESPN, they uh, the, the game is canceled. Did it give a reason? No. Just has maybe, on maybe. the ESPN schedule. It has it canceled. Maybe oh, oh wait a minute, wait a minute. Now I'm I'm. It, someone says that it has the Temple game listed as postponed. So maybe are they going to try to reschedule the Temple game later in the year? I have no idea, Kevin. I I. I, I just read what Mark Narducci writes or Mike Jensen writes or Joe Giuliano writes right. or ESPN writes. You know, I, the, the, the last thing I saw 
was at Temple, that Virginia Tech had, had taken the place of Temple for that game. Or actually, no, I guess Villanova had taken the place of Temple, right? Right. Yeah. But like I said, you know, I mean, you know, maybe somebody at Virginia Tech decided, I mean, decided, hey, maybe we should. I think the rule is you got to play 13 games to be eligible for the NCAA tournament. Because Jay was quoted, I think, by Mike Jensen today saying something about, you know, we, we're just trying to make sure we get like 13 games in and all this. You know what? Again, all this is fluid. It's like they were telling college football teams, well, you know, you got to play six games. You got, you know what? Maybe you don't. No. You know, maybe you don't. But you're so hell-bent on trying to have, and I understand why they're hell-bent. I get it. There's a lot of money at stake. There's I, No kidding. But at some point, if, if, if Alabama's only played five games, and I can look at Alabama and say, well, you know, they're like really good. You know, I mean, like the Pac-12 teams now are getting hurt because Oregon's only played like three games, I think, right? Yep. And they're not even anywhere near the top four. Now, for all I know, Oregon might be one of the best four teams in the country. I don't know if they are or they aren't, but we're probably – and everything's going to be skewered. And in a, in a world where only four teams are going to make the playoffs, it's a lot different than 60-some teams making an NCAA tournament field. I'm sure there's going to be a, a couple teams – if the tournament is played, which I'm assuming it will be, whether it's March, May, whenever, somebody's going to be mad that they didn't get in, but somebody's mad every year that they didn't get in if they played 30 games. So, you know, you do the best you can, and there's going to be a champion, and will there be an asterisk next to the champion's name? I, I don't know. Is there an asterisk next to the Lakers' name? Maybe that's a bad example because the NBA basically did play a whole season. Yeah, it did. So I, I, I would say I mean, the Dodgers may have a little bit, but but do you think the Dodgers will ever think of it that way? No, no. Okay. What what was the year where they only played like forty four NHL well, games? Let me let me give you. Uh, that was the 95, 94, 95. Does anybody ever say that the ninety the Devils won that? Devils, year, right? I, I don't think that, that anybody looks back. And says, ah, you know, the Devils real now. Nah, you know what? Or the year when, like in 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 baseball, right, eighty one, when they had this the strike thing. Yeah, that always did get that always did get an asterisk next to it. Really? Yeah, it did. And a lot of people. I don't, you know, all I remember is that that Dodgers was still one hundred and ten, one hundred and ten, hundred and twenty games. So I I think we may put asterisks like right now. I don't think fifteen, twenty years from now, anybody like looks at it that way. I really don't. Um, so. there's a little news on the Phillies front. Um. The club, and this is not on the field, but off the field. The club has announced that 80 people will be leaving um, the organization uh, in the new year. Uh, they've cut their full-time work with this Jim Salisbury. Cut their full-time workforce by more than 80 positions. Employees were notified of the reductions and staff in an email from upper management this week. The vast majority took buyouts. Others had were, were laid off, had their positions eliminate. In some cases, simply didn't have their contracts renewed. It is a loss of about 18% of their office. So let me ask you a question. If, because I, I don't know how other teams in baseball are reacting to all this. Like, you, you know, we're not we, alone. We make fun. Okay. So, so I'm not going to just sit here and pile on the Phillies, even though I think they should hire a general manager, but that's a different argument. No. Let's say two, let's say two years from now, there, there's not a strike. You know, they, 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 everything, the labor thing is okay. Going into like the 2023 season, let's say, 
Mm-hmm. Do they hire these people back? See, they mentioned uh, the 80 positions that it represent like 1,100 years combined of total work loyalty to the Phillies. Um, yeah. It's like when I left the Daily News. Uh, so a lot of these people are probably people who were getting ready to retire anyway. Um, it's not what I'm asking, though. Like, Will they fill those positions? Any- no. See, there's also this factor. The Phillies did expand their payroll, their 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 workforce a lot in the last five, six years. No, but I guess this is what I'm saying, Kevin. And I don't mean this just to pick on the Phil. I'm not picking on the Phil. No, no, I'm just I'm. Ex- I I worked at a paper where we took buy. I took a buyout, mm-hmm. and I've been there forty years, almost forty years. But what I'm saying is, then why were these people on the pet? Like, so basically, what you're telling me is the Phillies had eighty people on the payroll they didn't need to have on the payroll. If you're letting them go, and you're saying, yeah, we're, and we're not. That's what I have trouble understanding. Like why? And maybe it's good that they had eighty people on the payroll that was making a good living off the Phillies. But what are you telling me about your organization? Then I, I, I don't. And I'm See, sure the Phillies aren't alone. No, in, and, and the Cubs have this. done this. Uh, I mean, the Cubs yeah. had no. Done I mean, in terms of having people, but no, does this strike you as funny? You you were down there for years. You you were there all the time, and you mm-hmm. got to know a lot of these people. Yep, I that feel you can just yeah. You feel bad. You feel horrible. But doesn't it, isn't it kind of weird though that you that I would say, well, yeah, we let those eighty go, but we don't we didn't really need them anyway. No, like, I will say this, and, and this is we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with with the change in the mindset that the organizations had when David Montgomery was there, and God bless him, David was such a good soul that if you worked hard sure. for the Phillies, if you were an yeah. intern, you got promoted, you could get promoted to full time. Right. There was a lot of people who worked their way up in the organization. It used to happen like that in the newspaper business. It too, did Kevin. too. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a more corporate ownership. This is not a. a I get all that, but what, like what used to happen in our my paper. Mm-hmm. This is what would happen when ten years ago, let's say, when they started to get rid, rid of people, they started to yeah. say we need to pare it down. You went through the same thing. Mm-hmm. What would happen is. 20 people would leave, let's say. they take buyouts, whatever. And then what would happen is the people who were left had to take on those duties yeah. in addition to what you did. So, And I don't know, I I don't know what department they're coming from. You know, like, right. you almost hate saying yeah, I this. Got you. you almost yeah. hate saying this. In the ticket, let's say it's the ticket office. Um, uh-huh. That some of this has been hit. And obviously there's nothing to be working on right now in the ticket office because you're not selling tickets. Right. Um, the The idea would be that most of the ticket office functions have been streamlined anyway because of you know the online buying That's fine. tickets. So I, I, you're, no, you're no. Absolutely. So no, you're right. So maybe right. maybe that's where some of this is coming from. Uh, I don't. I, 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 sure I haven't heard. Right. I haven't heard from anybody in the PR staff. Uh, yeah. could, could they maybe have gone into there? I don't know. No. All I'm saying is I know how it worked at my place and probably at a lot of places is when people leave and you're probably right that some of these jobs have just maybe because of advancements and, and how things are done, they're, they're really maybe not as necessary anymore. Um, and every business, every company does. This. And I am not unsympathetic to these people. I mean, these people, you know, we talk no, about them in absolutely. numbers. They're, 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 you know, trust me, I've walked that walk. It's not yeah. fun. No, um, but what used to happen is, and I, like I said, 
we'd come over, we, we'd find out 20 people were leaving or 25 people were leaving or whatever. And there'd be tears, people be crying, sure. you know, and, and then you'd go over to somebody who was remaining. And I, I had this happen. And the guy said, yeah, they want me to do this job, this job, this job. Mm-hmm. And they're going to give me uh, 10 more dollars a week. And that's basically what they would do. You know, and, and that's how, you know, it happened to the paper all the time. Um, and I'm not comparing the paper to the Phillies. I'm just saying is, and the whole world is like this, you know, companies that had 20,000 employees 10 years ago, you know, are probably down to 12,000 employees. And that's, and it's going to get worse with automation coming in uh, more automation. Oh, coming can in. you imagine if baseball has a work stop each two years from now? I mean, it might decimate mm-hmm. the whole structure of those people that you're talking about. And what I don't like about this is the people who have made the decisions that have boxed you into this position in the first place. And I understand, look, the the, the, the COVID stuff, nobody could have anticipated and all that. But nope. there are people at the high end of management who oversaw with the Phillies a enormous buildup. The owner oversaw an enormous buildup on baseball resources. Yeah, they built a whole new field house, you know, on Darien Street, okay? Darien Street near the ballpark. They built a brand new, like, office building um, to accommodate baseball. Like, they basically outgrown the footprint of the offices at Citizens and built an office building across the street where the old uh, ballpark uh, demo center was when they were building the ballpark. Okay, sure. So they built this, and now you're going to be taking 80 people out. And some yeah. of this is their Florida operations too. This isn't just Philadelphia. This is, I'm sure, in their spring training air complex. Some of those people are are, are leaving. Um, yeah, uh, but, I'm sure. But it's it's this is something that we're so used to seeing sports expand. Yeah, because that's all it's done basically all our, our whole life was the industry of sports expanding. You know, ticket offices getting bigger. Uh, yeah, but you've all, you've also heard the phrase "expanded too much," and and that's that's this the new is, but, phrase. But this is learning. right. This is the first time we're seeing contraction, and yeah. you know we all thought that the sports bubble would go on forever, and I think we're learning now. It's not. Well, I think it will go on forever when we return to normalcy. You uh, know, if the, if this it won't be the same normal, but. Sports will still be way up there in terms of some networks going to pay the NFL scads of money mm-hmm. to do their games. Now, baseball might not get generated as much money because not as many people baseball care about just baseball. Signed, but baseball just signed a whole new TV deal, so baseball right. is pretty good so, for now. I think that will go on. But, will, but, but I will right s- now, but, we're in a goofy spot right now. Right, I but mean, Mike, I will say that I think the one thing – and this gets into a political line. Look, I, I don't know how your friends are. I, I In talking to my neighbors and talking to some friends, there are people who have, have, because of the pandemic, because of the social justice stuff, whatever. No, you're absolutely right. That 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 end of it, yeah, they've lost interest. I and I've heard a number of people. You're right, Kevin. You're, you're but my question is, and whether it's real three, or not, whether it's going to be long lasting or not, I don't know. If it was a, mo- but three years from now, are people back to being kind of what they are now? I mean, or were before? I, I don't know. That I, I don't have. I don't have. I, I don't an answer. Like, no. well, if the Phillies are a really good team, okay, 
and they're competing for the division and, and they're in the play. Will 40,000 people be going down to the stadium all the time? I don't know. The Eagles stadium is going to be filled. We, we know that. Probably probably um, Wells Fargo for the Sixers until this group runs yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And then you and then what they do is they're going to make money different ways. So if less people are going to the games per se, they'll, they'll figure out a way to make money some other way. Maybe maybe it'll charge you more to watch it on TV. I agree with you that I think this whole last year and all the things we went through this summer with the social justice and has turned some people off. I agree with you. But I think there's enough young people that aren't turned off by it that still want to watch you know, here's what it boils down to. If your team's good, you watch. You're going to care. You're going to watch. You're going to care. You're going to buy in. You're going to yeah, buy the jersey. It's easy. You're it's gonna... easy for people right now to turn off on the Eagles because absolutely you know, because of what the Eagles are. Like, yeah, you know, they were a lot more active. Like I say this to people, I'll you know I'll say it. You know, there are people on my block I know who are who are anti who won't watch the NFL won't watch the Eagles because of what's going on this year with the protest and all that. These are the same. People. Really? Was there, was there a lot of protests at NFL games? I mean, did I, I, miss I, I think, I think it's this, I agree, but I also, I think I know what they're trying to say. Um, I understand what you're saying, but, but, but I also, but I be, also look at it. There was supposed to be a lot of, there was supposed to be a lot of protests at NFL games. These are also the same, but Mike, these are also the same people that were in the streets three years ago celebrating when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Well, think about this, Kevin. Think about this. Take yourself back to last year, mm -hmm. uh, like last December, when the Eagles won those four games, Mm -hmm. okay? After losing the bad game to the Dolphins, they won the four games over bad teams. They had to come from behind at the end to win a couple. Where was the pulse of this city when they were going to be playing Seattle? Fired up. They were goofy. Oh, we're going to beat the Seahawks because, you know, Wentz everybody is, in Philadelphia. Yeah, Wentz is different. Because, yeah. And then we're going to, I remember hearing this mm-hmm. distinctly. We're going to go to Lambeau because we won at Lambeau back in week three. We can win there. And then we're going to go to San Francisco and have a shot. And I'm like, huh? That's all it takes to get people revved up if they think they even have the remotest shot. Of doing so, like the Sixers, we're so down about the Sixers, right? They finished sixth. Well, then they got swept. Then you get Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers in here, and you get rid of Al Horford, and all of a sudden they're fired up again. Even if they had just got rid of Brett Brown, forget Daryl Morey for a second. But even if they had just gotten rid of Brett Mm -hmm. and bought um, Doc in, people would have been fired up. Mm -hmm. They would now bringing Morey in has just fired them up. Even more, it's taken them to, you know, we haven't even gotten into the Flyers yet because we don't know what the hell is going to happen with the NHL, but the Flyers should be good this year, uh, you would think. And I know they're the fourth team and, you know, they're their team. But remember how how nuts people were about the Flyers yeah. when they went into the bubble and they won the three games yeah. and everybody was going nuts because that's how we are. And especially with a pandemic, what the hell else do we have to get excited about? You know, and, and I just don't know where, I don't know where people like, you know, look, it's okay to fall out of love. It is. It's okay to sure. fall out of love with sports. It's okay to realize the importance and the pecking order of where sports is in the world. And it should be behind your family and your job. There's supposed and, to be a diversion. Right. 
And, and I, I get, but I also get where people say it hasn't been a diversion anymore. Kevin, it'll be like, wait till when this begins to subside, whenever that is, I don't know, May, June, July. Where do you see people then going on vacations and stuff and getting on an airplane and doing things they haven't done for a year? Because you know, your, your world will get back to some degree of normalcy. It may take years. Mm-hmm. It, it may... But fans are fans are fans. It's why there's talk radio. It's why there's blogs. It's why we do this. It's it's on and on and on and on and on. And it's always going to be a big part of a lot of people's lives. And all it takes is for your team to be good for you to join back in. And some people, yes. Some people will say, I don't like the fact that Colin Kaepernick knelt and, you know, this Eagle guy supported the Black Lives Matters movement. I'm never going to root for them again. No, there'll, there'll be people like that. They're, 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 that. That's the world. But in general, you and I know that if two years from now the Eagles are 8-2, they're going to be right the back. The town will be going gaga. Yeah, they will. And if the Phillies are, you know, in the NLCS or in the – God, the Phillies, I think if they just got to the playoffs, we'd probably be, you know, half off our rock rock. Um, but yeah, it's it's just right now, Kevin. I think everything, everybody is so exhausted yeah. from this thing that we're going through, and it takes shape in many different ways. Yep. Um, and it's no, we're not through it yet, no. and we're we're probably not really as close to being through it as we think we are. No. But I think with news of the vaccine that we've been hearing seems encouraging. Um, and the other thing I think we forget as Americans or Philadelphians or Pennsylvanians or whatever we are, it's not just our problem. No. Like the world is all screwed up. You know, Europe is all screwed It's not like if we get vaccines tomorrow and we say, hey, I'm going to go to Paris next week. Maybe you're not going to go to Paris. No. Maybe you don't want to go to Paris. Maybe maybe Russia's going to get all screwed up with this. or, or I, And eventually it touches on us. Because we're joined as a, as a global thing anymore. It's like, right. it's like when the virus was in China and everybody thought, well, it ain't going to get here. Really? <laughs> really? It ain't, it's just going to stay over in China. Yeah, it's just going to be a Chinese thing. Now. You know, it's funny you bring on vacations because I was talking to my wife. I need one. Well, I, I, it's funny because every year when I get back from Clearwater, I always reserve the hotel I stayed at in Clearwater to go down again um, for spring training. And I was looking at him. We're probably going to cancel because I'm not going to probably go down at this point because it's too unsettled um, and everything for March. Um, But we're looking at that idea of and hotels are starting to notice it, too, because we were looking like at Myrtle Beach or uh, a couple other places. And the hotel rates are just through the roof for next summer already. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had a thing. I saw a thing on Groupon, like last week. Maybe it was funny. Uh, resort in in uh, Scottsdale it must be a really nice resort. Right. It, and it, it, like it would have been like let's say five. Oh, if it's on Groupon, you know it is. Yeah, let's say it was like five fifty a night. They had marked it down to like two thirty. Yeah, and it included everything. They gave you like a spa credit. They gave you. They waived the the um, the fee for the resort. On and on and on and on. And I, I looked at Gene. I said, hey, you know, you know, look at this. Like, we, you know, I looked during during Christmas vacation. Like, hey, maybe we could go out for like three. 
And I thought, am I kidding? Like, what, what am I thinking? Am I nuts? Like, and I have a friend who, he, he goes on some, you know, the, the person I know that actually had COVID for five, was in the hospital for five days. And they go on vacation. And he had something, he had something booked for January because they booked it like last January, like you were saying with, with Florida. Right. And he goes, he goes, we, we can't go. And I'm like, who the hell would get on an airplane to go somewhere? First of all, if you went to Hawaii right now, you, it, it, you can't even do anything anyway. So no. what's the use of going? Um, I, I, I'm, 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 at, I'm at the point right now where if it's not driving distance, I'm not going. Yeah. But like, even if you're driving distance, let's say you go, I don't know, pick out a place, uh, Florida. the, the mountain. Well, okay. Florida. That's a long drive, but okay. Florida, you know, you're trusting that the hotel is going to be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that everybody else around you is going to be doing all the right things and they might, I'm not saying, but I was reading stories about the casinos a couple of months ago. where like, some hotel employee was saying, you know, they don't wash, they, they don't wipe the uh, the doorknobs at night or something like these people. And you could touch the doorknob and, you know, and I'm thinking like, do I even want to put myself in that position after basically for six or seven or eight months trying to do the right thing? Um, and I'm sure I've done some things in the last six or seven or eight months that maybe I shouldn't have or I, I mean, I hope I didn't, but, you know, who knows? I am just... I'm going to sit in my house for the most part. I'm going to play golf. I'll do this. I'll go to shop. Right. And then at some point they're going to stick a needle in my arm. And then I guess I'm going to have to say, okay, now what do you want to do? Yeah. You know? Um, but other than that, and it, and it sucks because, you know, you go on a couple vacations a year. I go on a couple vacations a year. You look forward to them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, it, and that's what you work all year for, you know, while you work. I mean, in my case, I worked, um, and it just sucks. And the other thing, Kevin, is, you know, some people ain't even going to have the money to do that. Yeah. Even if it's safe. You know, I keep losing track of this, that you'll read stories about, do you know how many people are going to be, like, without food around the holidays? Yeah. It's insane. And, you know, fortunately, we're not in that boat. Um, But... You know, every year, even in good times, there are people who struggle with the holidays. And I can only imagine that this year is going to be, there's going to be a lot of depression, um, a lot of people in need of help, um, physically, mentally, the whole deal. Um, And I, you know, you just hope that we can come out of this as, as, it really does make sports seem trivial. But at the same point, Sports isn't trivial to a lot of people no, because, not. especially now, it's like you know, you know, I watch so much TV now and so many movies. You know, boy, there's a good movie on. Oh wow, I yeah. have something to do tonight from nine to eleven. Um, and yeah. I think sports serves that same yeah. purpose. Oh man, Villanova's on the night. Yep, uh, let me watch Villanova. You know, or anyway, whatever. It's, we gotta go. We gotta go. It's uh, yeah. Did you miss not doing a Thanksgiving football game yesterday? No, I didn't. No, I slept till ten thirty. Yeah, we had Thanksgiving okay. lunch. Yeah, that's well. Actually, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, we 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 actually. My wife, my wife said, you know, the turkey was done at one thirty. Everything else was done at one thirty. So she cut it up, served it. And the second sitting was what six thirty or seven? Seven. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good sitting. Like Katie, Bess, and I had at one thirty. I ran the rest of the stuff down to my 
parent, my mom and my mother-in-law uh, came back, watched the football game, and then right after, I guess, right around the fourth quarter of the uh, of the um, uh, Washington. Uh, was Dallas that when game. Dallas was going for a fake punt? Yeah, Mike McCarthy's an idiot, by the way. Um, and you know, you I, yeah, I think you're right. I, I think I was giving Mike a little too much credit because he'd won a Super Bowl and all that. And um, I give Aaron Rodgers more like a, credit for, for carrying Mike McCarthy to a Super Bowl win. Yeah, I, no, I, I think in retrospect, I think you're right. I, I, I think I was always one of those guys. Well, you know, Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl, and, he, and now I'm thinking about it saying he had he had Rodgers for for like ten years, and they 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 won a Super Bowl. Doug Did P- they get the two of them? Did they get the two no. of them or just the one? No, they lost in the, the NFC one. Championship game like three more times. Yeah. Yeah, that game in Seattle. Yeah, you know, one day. They we'll, lost that game. That was brutal. You know, one day we're going to be looking and going, yeah, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl. I told you <laughs> two years ago, and I said, you think I was thinking about this today real quick. Think about this. 1993 Phillies. Yeah, they stunk for a decade before that, and they stunk for a decade after that. Yeah, but it happened. Yeah, it did. Okay, two thousand and one Sixers. Yep, same basic scenario. Okay, that was the only time Allen went past the, the second first round. round or second, second round. round. Yeah, but he only made it past the first round. I think one other time. The uh, eighty th- Phillies three, but okay. Okay, the eighty Phillies were good. But with a week to go in the season, they weren't even in first place. No. And Larry Boa went off on the fans. They were down two games to one to the Astros. Yep. And then down to Nolan Ryan by three runs. Yeah. You know, in the eighth inning. We're going to look back on that 2017. I'm telling you, And I don't mean that, in, that the Eagles can't win another Super Bowl in the mid-20s or wh- whatever. But we are going to look at that and say, how the hell did that happened. They were seven and nine the year before that, coming off a bad Chip Kelly year the year before that, mm-hmm. and then they're eleven and two. And then they beat Brady and Belichick. Right, right, and 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 since then, you know, the not that they were horrible the last two years, but you know, they weren't that team. They were and then mediocre. This year just, they were mediocre. Well, look, they they look they they made the playoffs and beat the Bears and almost beat the Saints. So I can't just sit here and say that was a lost year. No, but they were okay. mediocre. You're, you're better than mediocre, KK. Okay? You use that word all the time. You're better than mediocre when you win a playoff game on the road and almost win another, okay? You might not be real good, but you're better than mediocre. Uh, okay. uh, mediocre is when you don't make the playoffs. That's mediocre. Um, but this year, you know, and when we look to next year, we're kind of like, if they didn't play in the NFC East, we wouldn't even have any hope. No. For, for next year. And I'm telling you, we're going to look at 17 and we're just going to sit there one day and that's going to have the place in our hearts that the, the Sixers from 2001 and, and the, and, and even the, the, he go, you want to go back in time, the whiz kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was like one year. One year. Yep. The whiz, and even the 60 Eagles. Yeah. You know, so for, like half of the titles that we've won in this town, are almost titles. Yeah. We're like, just kind of happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, why, that's why when it does happen, you have to enjoy the hell out of it. Yep. Uh, so we're back and to. By the way, by the way, would you rather have New England six Super Bowls and not be happy, or happy winning the Eagles one? I uh, rather have the six. Uh, that's not what Lane said. I know. So we're <laughs> back on Tuesday. 
Uh, we're back on Tuesday. We'll dissect Eagles and Seahawks. We'll see what else happens. Do you we- see them winning? No. No. But, but again, as, as I say almost every week on here, okay, it, they're five-and-a-half-point underdog at home. If, God forbid, they it wouldn't be the biggest upset. Like, it ain't like they're like a, a two-touchdown underdog. Mike, you I'm going to go on a limb. I think there's going to be a quarterback change in this game. Oh, I'm not saying that there won't be. All I'm saying is any game when you take the field, as, you know, and, and you're only like a five-point underdog, it doesn't mean it's this massive, massive, massive. Up. Like if Auburn beats Alabama, you know, tomorrow that's a 24-point underdog. Um, and, you, and, and you're right. They could lose the, the rest of their games. Uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say they – they're definitely I think, going to be I think Monday. I think Monday night is the night you find out if they have anything left in the tank. Because if you well, have one ounce of pride left, you play well at home. On a holiday week, with everybody bitching at you and everything, if you have one ounce of pride left, you better show it here. Last national TV game they're playing. I don't think it's about pride. Oh, I think there's some I pride. I just don't think I don't think they're good. Well, I don't think I they're think good either, but I think there we, has to be some pride. I, I the one thing I want to see is don't quit. And I think this is where this team can go belly up. Yeah, but I don't think they've I think quit they will. yet. No, but I well, think Well, that's well, I think if they were going to quit, the quit might come at Lambo. Um because you know, you're on the road and the Packers could be beating you tuning you up pretty good. Um could come in Arizona. Yeah, I, I just don't think I. You know, I look at them. I looked at the Cowboys yesterday. I'm saying, even though they have great wide receivers, the Cowboys have all these wide receivers. I'm sitting there going, their line stinks, and I'm sitting there going, it's just, it's like the Eagles have the same line. Yeah, and the Eagles don't even have the wide receivers. Nope. Um, and you're just like, that's not a good football team. No. And, uh, you know, but the goofiest part of all this is. They could lose their next four games and be playing the Cowboys for still with a playoff chance. I mean, now, let me ask you a question. If they lose their next four and they're playing the Cowboys and they're still only like a game out of the lead in the NFC, do you think Philadelphia cares or by that point do they just say, I'm out, I'm done? I'll be honest, I think the city's out right now. But you don't think... I think the city is out, Mike. So you think if they if they made the playoffs, the city wouldn't care? I don't think the city will care. Okay. It's fair. I don't think the city gives a crap at this point. I think they've tired of this team. I think they've tired of this group. Okay. Um, I, I tend to agree with you, but I think if they're playing a home playoff game in January, people will care. That's just, that's just and, me. And I think ultimately it comes down to the fact that they believe that even if you're playing a home playoff game in January – you aren't doing anything in January. Even if you right, win but, your first game, you're not doing anything. You're not good yeah, enough to but, do anything. But, but, they'll get, but they'll get into it, though. It's all I'm saying to you. I don't there, there's no way the Eagles play a playoff game and win it, and people don't get excited, even if they think they're going to lose the next week. Well, here's the other part. I'm, I'm, here's the other part is, and I hate saying it this way, they're not going to be there, so what's the difference? You Well, I still think they could be in the playoffs. No, 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 I, no, 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 no. Fans... Cannot be there. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. Um, yeah, you're right. But like, if, Let, if let's, they be, go let's this, be honest. Part of this with the fans this year is they've tuned out because they yeah. don't have to go there on Sunday or but Monday. Think about this though, Kevin. 
See, there are two things. Well, first of all, they're the eighth seed and they get in. I don't think people will care that they're going to play uh, whoever the hell they be playing, whatever team is this first seed. But think about if fans were in the stands this year. Think about if they were getting that 65,000 or even 30,000, let's say, even if they, it would be ugly. I mean, it would be. Monday night would be an all timer. Monday night would be an all time bad. Bad well, they luck. might boom coming out on the field. Yep. Um, but then again, if they scored the first two touchdowns, because that's what we do. We're, we're, you know, your fandom kicks in, and you're like, hey, my Eagles are beating Seattle by a touchdown. You know, and and then you would, you know, it's like Jimmy Rollins said many years ago. Front runners, I know. He, and he's and and it ain't just Philly fans. It's no. it's almost every fan on the face of the earth, except maybe Cub fans. Yeah. All right, Michael. Let me get ready for Notre Dame. So, and you don't think they're going to win, huh? I'm worried. Okay. Well, I think you. I think you're. I think you're... this is the last hurdle game, though. So, if you win okay. this one, I think you're you're in the playoff. You're right. I think unless you get your doors blown off by Clemson. Okay. We'll we'll see. Yep. Ian Book, baby. Ian Book. Thank you, Michael. See you later, man. All right. Thanks to you for joining us. Hope you have a great rest of your Thanksgiving weekend. We'll see you on Tuesday. This has been Work on the Beat. Well, you went uptown riding in your limousine with your fine Park Avenue clothes. You had the Dom Perignon in your hand.